Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of Grace in Progress. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor who loves trail walks and seeing my friends from six feet away. And I firmly believe that if you woke up this morning, then you have a purpose. If you've been listening for a while, you know the purpose of this podcast is to create a safe space for you to learn more about yourself, take small steps to become the person you were created to be, and learn to give yourself lots of grace along the way. If you're new here, welcome. I am so glad to have you listening, and I hope you get something out of our time together. I want to talk to you today about marriage during a crisis. And just like last week, I talked about parenting during a crisis, which absolutely applies during a global pandemic. And in a similar thought, talking about our marriage in quarantine, in a crisis, at any point where things are not your normal everyday routine. If you are single and listening to this, there are still plenty of things that you can hopefully take away from our time together, just dealing with interpersonal relationships, especially anyone you live with or are with more than usual lately. (laughs) Quarantine definitely brings out things in ourselves that maybe we weren't aware of before or hadn't spent much time focusing on. Isolation amplifies any struggle. When you're alone, you think you're the only one going through it. So sometimes there are issues in your marriage or you think there are potential issues in your marriage, mainly because you have nothing to compare it to or gauge whether what you're feeling is normal or not, if that makes sense. So just like last week's episode, when things seem to hit the fan, I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself to hopefully offer some more clarification or maybe new insights that you haven't taken the time to explore before. Now in parenting, you can't help but love your children. (laughs) But in marriage, you have to choose every day to love that person to be in a committed relationship. It is not easy. It does not come naturally like the movies make you think it does. If you're single and hearing this for the first time, I apologize, but I promise it is such a beautifully designed partnership when you're both truly committed to a marriage and it can be super fun and wonderful, but it's hard work. So here are five questions Some are similar to last week, but here are five questions to ask in your marriage and of yourself during times of crisis. And listen, I am totally aware that in the current crisis we're facing in 2020, there is a wide variety of stress that's put on you, that's put on your marriage. And I am in no way saying that these are a cure-all. This is just exploratory to where you can at least get on the same page or make an effort for your relationship to dive deeper and to connect during a difficult time. There are some of you who may listen to these questions and really dig deep and say, you know what, we need more help than just getting to know ourselves better. And I would love to help you in any way possible. So please reach out to me through my website or social media after you listen and answer these questions. Number one, How am I feeling? This is the same number one that I asked last week in dealing with parenting. Again, during a crisis, the very first thing you ask before responding to a situation is, how do I feel? Am I the right person to be running towards that fire? 
Am I the target of the attack? Do I feel up for jumping into a discussion or a conflict or some sort of resolution in this moment? Self-awareness is key to any other interpersonal communication, especially in a marriage. Knowing yourself, knowing what your triggers are, knowing how you feel in the moment. Also, side note, no one's rational after 10 p.m. So the whole don't let the sun go down in your anger thing is completely taken out of context. It was not referring to you being mad at your spouse. It was about being angry at sin and that you should never let that fire be burned out. Anyways, another time for another topic. So there are times you need to get a good night's sleep and revisit the subject in the morning. Most of the time you'll fall asleep and forget about it the next morning. So do not waste your time sitting up all night arguing irrationally because very little good comes out of it. Just my two cents. So the first question is, how do I feel when your spouse has made you angry or has disappointed you or is annoying you? Knowing your gauge at that moment is very powerful because you can know, is this the appropriate time to respond? Should I wait till I'm cooled down a little bit? Am I just prickly because I'm annoyed at other things? Maybe you can go back to the episode called the gift of anger and talking about maybe I'm angry because there's four reasons, guilt, inferiority, fear, trauma. I explain it all in the episode, but there's a lot of fear going around when you're in quarantine. There's a lot of guilt because you're stretched very thin and you don't know where you should be spending your time or putting your energy. There's a lot of inferiority because someone else is controlling your schedule and your freedom at this moment. So a lot of that can come out as anger towards your spouse, especially. So knowing how you feel is crucial in your marriage during a crisis. Number two, what are my expectations? What are my expectations of my spouse and of myself as a spouse? When your world has been turned upside down and you think life will just continue as usual or your expectations will just adapt instantly, that's not realistic. We sometimes carry in these expectations from normal life, quote unquote, into a crisis situation. And that can't happen. They have to adapt to what you're going through. So in a quarantine situation, for example, if you expect your spouse and you to get along every day, to just see this as an extended honeymoon, this is great. Maybe you're newlywed, you don't have kids in the house yet, or maybe you've been married for many, many years And all of a sudden, you've never spent this much time together. (laughs) What are you expecting out of each other? Have you talked about it? That is so powerful in a marriage to sit down and say, sweetie, what are you expecting of me during this time? And here's kind of what I've been expecting of you, or maybe I haven't really thought about it or verbalized that. But you can put out a lot of fires before they even begin just by communicating your expectations to each other. Now, there are lots of layers there that can come from your family of origin and early marriage experiences or anything like that. But knowing in the moment what you're expecting, maybe day by day, maybe week by week, hey, you check in once a week and say, this is what the week ahead looks like. This is what I would love for you to do for me or I can do for you. Just finding ways to express and understand each other's expectations. Okay, number three, when did we last connect? And by connect, I mean emotionally and physically. When did you last connect? When did you last have a moment to 
touch each other, (laughs) to talk to each other. If you have small children, that's very difficult, especially in quarantine when you're not allowed to bring in babysitters or go out for the evening. But when is the last time you really connected? I've seen a meme floating around that if there's a baby boom nine months from now, they will all be first children. And that could not be more true because those of us with small children at home, spending lots of time with our spouse, we're like, you know what? It's okay. We don't need to be close physically. But (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. But it is important on so many levels that you still find ways to connect physically. Not always just sex, but holding hands, sitting together while you're watching a family movie, physically being in the same room at times. And on the flip side, you may say, we need to miss each other and we can connect later and be intentional about a way that you can connect, whether it be playing games, whether it be reenacting old dates, whether it be looking through old photos. That's one of my favorite things to do, just to reminisce of when you were dating and what you initially got to experience together and stuff like that. But it's easy to glaze over quality time with your spouse during a crisis, but stopping to ask yourself, when is the last time we connected? Emotionally, physically, you need that. And carving out ways to connect, whether it be putting a movie on for the kids so you can have a date night in the other room, sit at the dinner table by yourself while they stay in the living room, (laughs) no guilt in that, no shame in that, do it. It's so important that your marriage is strong during a crisis because you need to rely on each other for that emotional connection. Okay, the next one is number four, and that is, what do I appreciate about my spouse? Have you asked yourself that lately? If you operate in a mentality of always looking for ways your spouse needs to improve, (laughs) this might be a little difficult. It's a lot easier for us to nitpick and be critical than to point out the positive things that we see in the person we chose to do life with. If you wake up tomorrow or later today, whenever you're listening to this, the next time you see your spouse, if you say, man, I really appreciate the way you make me laugh when I feel stressed out, or I really appreciate the way you stay informed on the news or things we need to know because that stresses me out. So finding little things that you appreciate about your spouse and vocalizing it or maybe writing it if saying it out loud isn't quite your style, and that's okay. You can still show it in whatever way comes naturally to you. But asking yourself, what do I appreciate about my spouse? In this crisis or in this quarantine, are you noticing that your spouse goes above and beyond to connect with your kids or goes above and beyond to connect with the community or to give of his or her time? Whatever it is, take a moment tonight, tomorrow, whenever, the next time you see your spouse or if you are away from your spouse for whatever reason, calling them, FaceTime, the next time you interact with your spouse, taking a moment and saying what you appreciate and making it a daily practice. The more you do it, the more you practice it, it will become a part of your daily routine to show what you appreciate about your spouse. And number five, ask yourself, how am I showing love to my spouse? If you've taken the five love languages test, then you have kind of a cheat sheet of what your spouse needs or wants, and then maybe how you show love and what you need. 
Tools like that are very powerful and I highly recommend them to couples that I work with and even in my own life. But in a crisis, sometimes they might change. Sometimes you might find yourself focusing more on yourself, but asking this question of how am I showing love? Instead of saying, what do I need? What do I need? How am I feeling? Focusing on your spouse and saying, how am I showing love, especially during this crazy time? It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more intention. But if you're not already doing it, being aware of how you're showing love. So if words of affirmation is their thing, the last question might take care of that a little bit as far as showing what you appreciate. But if acts of service, and again, I'm referencing the five love languages by Gary Chapman, but if you are aware of how they receive love and how they show love, that's an important part of it. But beyond those five love languages, being aware of how you're showing, whether it be through staying up late to work on things for your job so that in the evening you could have that time to connect and you push stuff aside maybe to have that time together. And then recognizing it when you see how your spouse is showing you love that day too. Just remember, in a crisis, typically your cortisol is elevated, which is the stress hormone. It makes you say and do things that you wouldn't in other times. It makes you more prickly, as we say in our household, acting like a cactus because everything's rubbing you the wrong way. (laughs) But bathing all of this in grace and knowing that As you answer these questions, you can learn more about yourself. You can make choices to show more love to your spouse that you've chosen to do life with, that you are in this together with. But let's review. So number one, how do I feel? Number two, what are my expectations of myself and my spouse? Number three, when did we last connect emotionally and physically? Number four, What do I appreciate about my spouse? And number five, how am I showing love to my spouse? You guys, marriage is hard work. It is awesome. I love living with my best friend and doing life with him and raising kids with him, but it's hard work. And we say that to each other all the time. We choose to love each other. Even when it's hard, we've learned over almost 14 years just how to ebb and flow and give some slack when we need it. And we kind of know each other's signals of it's getting tough. (laughs) Maybe we need to go in other rooms. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you say marriage is easy, maybe you're engaged. Congratulations. But it's the good kind of work. It's the kind that only God can help you in those moments where you just aren't sure what to do, especially during a crisis. And can fill in the gaps with his love and grace, and you can accept that. Thank you guys for listening today. If you liked this podcast or you got anything from it, please share with friends, whether it's through social media or just text it to them. But I so appreciate you spending time with me today. Marriage is hard. Marriage in a crisis is even harder, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And I know that you've got this and I'm cheering you on. Have a great week.